Hi, welcome to Conversations with Cassie. As always, I'm Cassie, the host of the show. We hope you've had a good week. We've hoped that you have fed your curiosity, that you've learned something new, and if you haven't, well, hopefully you will during the episode. This morning, as is usual in my email, I had book suggestions from Amazon. I usually end up just deleting the emails. They either don't have books that I would read, or it's books I actually already own. However, this morning, the list was much more intriguing than usual. The top book, which got my interest right off the bat, was a brand new Neanderthal book. The book seems like a very good update of our current understanding and information regarding Neanderthal and his place in the story of us. So I clicked the link to check out all the details about the book. Now, if I find a book that I like, I usually do tend to do my best to just grab it right up regardless. That being said, if I find a book that's of great interest, to me. And what I mean is a book that I feel I will either read multiple times or after reading will reference multiple times. Then I do tend to prefer to have multiple copies or a hardback copy. I will confess there are certain titles that I do have in multiple formats. Either I have an e-version and a paperback or hardback or I have both hardback and paperback versions. There's probably a few. I have all three four. If I'm going to use a book regularly or extensively, I feel like hardback holds up better. The cover, the bindings, and the pages are all more durable than in paperback. So that being said, I felt that this Neanderthal book would be one that I would prefer in hardback for those reasons. The link took me to the paperback option for Amazon.com. It also gave me tabs to check out the Kindle option or the hardback option. Naturally, I clicked on the hardback option and much to my dismay, I discovered that at least via Amazon, the hardback is available on the other side of the pond, but not this side. We get the paperback. Now to make that even a little more discriminatory than it already is, the publisher is PBS, an American company. Thank you, PBS, for not letting me have my hardback on this side of the pond. Yes, I actually am being a little bratty because yes, I can actually order it via Amazon from the UK. The point is, I shouldn't have to. I will probably end up buying the paperback, at least to get my hands on it, read it, see if it's as good as I'm hoping it is, and maybe by then the hardback will be an option on this side of the pond, or I won't mind waiting, so I'll go ahead and order it from the other side of the pond. Also, in the same email was a book that I'm excited about, that I've been waiting for, but that no, I will not pre-order from Amazon. I will not pre-order, period. Why? Here's a tidbit. If you haven't pre-ordered books from Amazon, Amazon used to be great that if you pre-ordered a book based on their two-day shipping, they would ship your book two days prior to the release date so that you could get it on the release date. The whole point of pre-ordering. However, due to the tyrant J.K. Rowling, all this changed. In the height of Harry Potter fame, see sometimes what would happen is certain addresses are close enough to Amazon that they might get their books the day before the release date. Big Boo Hoo JK. Now, I don't remember which year, four, five, or six, that a huge fan, I believe she was a young lady, was lucky enough to get her book a day early, and she promptly devoured it and posted how good it was. And yes, JK, people can read your books in a night or a day. I know I have, but JK had a huge, huge fit that her books were being leaked. Unfortunately for the world, that one single woman had so much power that she got the rules changed. Amazon was wasn't the only company that would ship books prior to the release date so that pre-orders got their books in the mail on the release date. Again, the point of pre-ordering. And this is the point. If you pre-order, you're going to get your book 
on the release date without having to make sure that you go to the store. And with certain books like Harry Potter, that you aren't going to have to go to the store and stand in line and hope that the store you've gone to has enough copies so that when you get to the front of the line, there's still a copy for you to have. Now, pre-order books don't even get in the mail until the day of or even the day after a release date. So why anyone would still pre-order books after JK's little temper tantrum, like a toddler? I have no idea. And honestly, I had forgotten about her whole tantrum. So when a book a couple years ago, that's actually the sequel to one of my favorite books and a book that opened the door to me as far as not studying history in a vacuum the way I was taught, I pre-ordered it so that I could have it the day it was released without any effort. And much to my dismay, I was sorely disappointed that it was not even shipped until the day after the release date. So when the next book that I'm excited about that's going to come out on the 23rd of this month, I will just put it on my calendar and drive to my local Barnes and Noble and get the book myself. Amazon lost a sell. I'm sure JK will compensate them now that my rant's over. I'll be honest. I was an ideal student, an honor student. I loved the classroom and lecture hall. I soaked up all the information that teachers could give me about all the topics that interested me. So yes, I went to university and I took approved accredited courses for history and anthropology. I was a prime pristine future prospect for the field and Egypt was what grabbed my attention initially. The problem was I already had questions about certain aspects of Egyptian history. Primarily, I've always had an issue with the pyramids being solely exclusively tombs for fourth dynasty pharaohs, yet they were all discovered empty and blank. I chose not to pursue a professional career in Egyptology because, having been educated in the field, I understood the hierarchy and the politics, and I knew I would end up ending my career before it started by speaking my mind and refusing to agree to the status quo that I didn't agree with. After moving on as a huge book lover and a curious mind, I happened across a book by a Mr. Graham Hancock, the book The Sign and the Seal. This book detailed Mr. Hancock's search for the lost Ark of the Covenant. Mr. Hancock, by education and profession, was a journalist. After writing a book about the poverty in Ethiopia and that general region of Africa, he came across during his field research, a local belief that the Ark of the Covenant is located in Ethiopia. This piqued his interest, and off he went to discover whether or not it was accurate. So I picked up the book, took it home, devoured it, loved it. Mr. Hancock's style of writing and his method of research both gained my respect. Later, I came across his work, Fingerprints of the Gods. As some of you may know, I have suggested Fingerprints of the Gods as an introduction to a much broader approach in studying human history. And this is why Mr. Hancock did something in that book that is not done in textbooks or in the classroom. He looked at various ancient civilizations, and when he found similarities, he analyzed them to see if it was pure coincidence, as textbooks and professors tell us, or if there was more to the story. Looking at his approach with an open mind, it is very evident that he was onto something, something important. Once Mr. Hancock opened that door for me, 
It was like the wardrobe, and I entered intellectual Narnia. One of the things that I respect about Mr. Hancock's work is his willingness to share his sources. So you are free to seek out the original documents or translations or footnotes, abstracts, whatever, and read and decide for yourself if what he concludes makes sense. Fingerprints of the God is now an older title, but it's still very relevant and a great starting point for someone on the journey. Not to be disappointed or left wandering the desert on your own. A few years ago, Mr. Hancock released a sequel to Fingerprints of the Gods, titled Magicians of the Gods. In the sequel, Mr. Hancock expands his research and it includes new discoveries and recent advancements in analyzing old discoveries. And this sequel is what I pre-ordered from Amazon and was disappointed in the fact that Amazon did not even ship it to me until the day after its release. However, once I did finally receive my copy, I devoured it. Mr. Hancock did not disappoint in his new title. And that brings me to why I'm discussing Mr. Hancock with you today in our first episode for April. The next work in this line of research comes out here in the States on the 23rd. I think the UK gets it a couple weeks earlier. Either way, this gives you time to read both books, hopefully, before the new one comes out, or at least gets you working on the first two, so you can roll right into the third one after after its release, but still while it's new. I will say, yes, I am excited for the new book to come out for two reasons. First, I'm excited to see what new insight and research and sources he has. Secondly, in his first two works, he focuses on the Middle East and Meso and South America. However, in this work, he focuses on North America, and I think that's awesome. North America had, first and foremost, at the time of European exploration, hundreds of nations already permanently settled on the land. These nations were incredibly diverse. Different languages, different lifestyles, some were hunters, others were agricultural, some were aggressive, constantly warring with neighboring nations. Some had formed confederations among their nations, and they all had very rich and extensive histories in their oral traditions. In addition to this, as Europeans moved into North America and set up homes and cities and various other permanents, they actually encountered sites and relics and other physical evidence of past civilizations, some of which even those nations that we now call indigenous or original claim were older than them and came before them. And we've never truly shined any spotlight on this rich history to figure it out, to understand it, to gain from it. So I'm really hoping in his new work that he does highlight a lot of new information and resources. And I wanted to share the news and my excitement with you. And hopefully this will be a new part of the path we can actually walk together, which also makes me incredibly excited. So I hope that this has sparked your interest to check out the two books already out and look forward to the third book coming out this month. I hope it has given you reason to dust off your curiosity and broaden your horizons and learn something new about the amazing, wonderful, and much richer story of us. If you grab these books up, by all means, please share your thoughts and feedback with us. We would love to hear from you. And as always, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the blog, Random Thought Provocator on Blogger. Thank you for joining us. I hope you have a great day. Until next time, this is Cassie. Bye!